Hi, you're listening to OWA Talks, a podcast from the Optical Women's Association. I'm Tatiana Stewart, joined by my co-host, Carissa Dumphy. Today, we're speaking with Tracy Neal, Director of Customer Support at GPN Technologies. Hi, Tracy. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. Why don't we get started? Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? I was born in Minnesota, go Vikings. And when I was 10 years old, my dad joined the army. So from there, we started moving from state to state. In 1990, we ended up in Hawaii, where I saw a post for an optometric tech position. And keep in mind, I had never even had an eye exam before or knew anything about the eye care industry. But I went ahead and applied for the job. And during my interview, I was told that we would be, one of my jobs would be actually training patients on how to insert and remove contact lenses. So during my interview, I actually had to insert a contact lens and I was actually able to do it and I landed the job. So that was actually 33 years ago. When I say that out loud, that's pretty crazy. But um, I think like most people in the industry, I kind of stumbled into the field, but I really fell in love with it and have not looked back at it. I've been able to have the opportunity to work in all different areas of the field. I've been front desk, tech, optical, the office manager. And I think one of the things that I love most about the field is that I can actually, there's actually opportunities to grow and learn constantly. So I love that part of it. That is quite a journey. And 33 years in optical is an impressive accomplishment. Do you have any fun facts from your professional career that you like to share? I think a fun fact would be that of those 33 years, 23 years of it, I spent working for one amazing doctor and I had the opportunity to actually work in our LASIK center for a year of that also, which I really enjoyed. But honestly, I'm still having fun. And I really enjoy, again, the fact that there's a lot of um, opportunities to learn new things all the time. That's so crazy. I can't believe you taught people how to put in contacts. Um, I still, you know, have trouble putting mine in every day. <laughs> Yeah, you could teach me, Tracy. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> Since you're joining us on OWA Talks here today, can you tell us how and why you got involved with OWA? Well, I was introduced to the OWA a couple of years ago when I was working at GPN, and I really enjoyed it. I love meeting all these incredible women and really working from home and not in an office now, it really, really gives me the opportunity to be able to make those connections and meet new people. So I really uh, absolutely love it. It's a big jump to go from practice to especially working from home. Can you tell us what inspired you to go from working in practice to a company like GPN and maybe tell us a little bit more about your role? Yeah, I think it's more like what transpired that, and that was when COVID hit and my mom got sick. So working from home really seemed like the best thing at the time. Um, little did I know at that time that that would really probably be a huge turning point for me in my career. I've really had some incredible opportunities at GPN to really grow myself professionally and personally. Um, I started out working on our data with our data integrity team. And from there, I had the opportunity to be able to come 
customer success manager. And recently I've been promoted to director of customer support. Um, needless to say, I love my job. I work with our support onboarding and installation team. And I think one of the most rewarding things is that we get to create and nurture these relationships with our partners and our um, clients. And I really enjoy it. I bet you're able to use some of those customer relationship skills you learned in the practice for so long now in your role today. Let's dive more into this cheerleading teams mentality. I think that teaser is so exciting and interesting. What can you share with us about your philosophy there, you know, cheerleading versus just managing? I believe uh, leading a team really should involve being able to motivate, inspire, and guide your team. I really think it's important to be able to motivate your team to try new ideas and just try something new. Just because it's always been done one way doesn't necessarily mean that's the best way. I really want them to be able to get inspired to try new ideas. And if something doesn't work, then that's okay. We can always change it. I mean, challenge yourself to not accept the status quo. I think we'll never know if there's a better idea if we don't try it. I want my team to take smart risks. I think the best way to grow is by encouraging them to get comfortable being a little uncomfortable and meaning to try new things and new ideas. I think if you're willing to try something new and challenge yourself, like maybe you don't like talking in groups. So you say yes to being the guest speaker on a podcast, for example. <laughs> I appreciate you stepping outside of your box and being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Is this something that came to you or was taught to you? How did you come about this approach of not going with the status quo? Well, I will tell you the last doctor I worked for really constantly, we were changing new things. We were trying new ideas all the time and I really enjoyed it. I mean, something that didn't work, we'd try something else. And I've been fortunate to really work with a group here at GPN that is always really encouraging me to push myself and to challenge myself. And again, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's important. Yes. Such great advice. So, you know, you mentioned your boss who, your previous boss who really, you know, kind of showed you this new way of trying new things. And it sounds like you've been really successful at that. So in your opinion, what are some of, of those other important attributes of successful leaders today? I think communication's really important along with leading by example. I'm not going to ask my team to do anything that I'm not willing to jump in there and help out with. Being able to communicate your expectations to your team, stopping to acknowledge their successes and discuss any obstacles maybe that they've encountered. I also think it's important for leaders to be able to empower their teams, allowing them to take ownership of their work. This encourages them to be creative and think of new ideas and be able to approach things in a new way. I love that answer. And one thing for me personally that I appreciate so much in leadership is when I know they will jump in and do the same thing that they're asking. So I commend you for that and your leadership. Is there any specific examples of being a leader that you're really proud of? Without a doubt, I'd have to say watching my team succeed. Um, we're all really busy in our day-to-day -day getting what's done, um, making sure that we get what's done on a daily basis, that we rarely take time to really kind of look back at all the things that were managed to get done. And I think it's important to be able to um, share those successes. So 
Last year, I actually created a quarterly um, list of all the accomplishments that we've done as a team. And I share that list with our leadership team and with my team. I think it's pretty amazing to be able to see all those things that we're getting done working together. Yeah, that's my uh, favorite time of the year is the year end, right? When everybody assesses what they've done and what they've accomplished. And it is such um, a morale boost to see it all you know, laid out in front of you in black and white. So it's awesome you do that every quarter. Yeah, and I think the team really enjoys it also. I think that, again, I think that they, being able to see it all written out, I think they're pretty amazed at all the things that they've been able to work on, again, together as a team. It's not one person individually, it's all of us and our successes together that it creates that list. Yeah, of course. That sounds like a way to motivate your team based off of all the wins that they've accomplished. Is there anything in particular you do to motivate your teams, maybe during times of conflict or when you might have great obstacles in front of you? I, again, I think communication is key. I have regular touch bases with my team, with each person on the team. And that time is there so they can talk about work. They can talk about what they did last weekend. I also let them know that I'm accessible at any time so they can reach out to me anytime. And I think that understanding that they're, that teams are created with a variety of personalities, I think is really important. So I think understanding that that makes what makes a great team are all of those weaknesses and our strengths combined. And I think it's important to not only embrace the strengths, but to also acknowledge those weaknesses. We all together can work on overcoming those, the weaknesses that we have. So I think that, that that's important. Team output and team goals are super important. Um, how do you individually assess your team members and keep it in a sense while remaining being their cheerleader? We create individual quarterly goals and I sit down with each person individually to come up with the goals so that way they are they can take ownership of the goals. And then we meet on a regular basis so that we can celebrate their successes and also, you know, review those obstacles that maybe came up so that we can find ways to be able to get those goals completed. Awesome. Thanks, Tracy. What about other leaders, you know, who use this kind of cheerleading leadership mentality? Well, I have learned from the best. I am fortunate enough to work with some amazing, incredible people who are always encouraging and wanting to be able to see me succeed. So I've been very fortunate in that aspect. Some really strong, incredible women that uh, actually are part of the OWA also. So Anyone that you want to share or give a shout out to, maybe you might be listening. Love to send a shout out to Katie Lover and Catherine Furman. They are incredible, amazing women who are always on my side, cheerleading me all the way. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. I will second those shout outs as well. (laughs) Definitely. You're giving us some fantastic advice. For those listeners who maybe aren't quite leaders yet, but they want to be, how can they implement your philosophy to be a good colleague or peer or contributor or become a better leader? I think self-awareness, realizing and embracing your own strengths and weaknesses. I think leading by example and continuously learning, reading books on leadership, staying up to date with industry trends. I think making sure that you have an open line of communication with your team and making time to have those regular touch bases with each person. 
and then actually listen to what they're saying and ask them how you can support them and being open to change and willing to embrace a new challenge yourself. I think that all those things are important to becoming a great leader. I love that. So you've talked a lot about how you've helped lead teams and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, but what about you? Where do you go for advice or guidance, you know, and are you doing anything to grow yourself personally or professionally as a leader that, you know, you might like to share? Um, Well, for advice and guidance, I turn to my husband, who's my biggest fan and who has been in the leadership role actually for many years. So we can really share ideas and discuss failures. I've also have an incredible leadership team who encourages me to get comfortable being uncomfortable, like I mentioned earlier. And I've really made it a point this past year to get out of my comfort zone. And for example, writing is not my strongest. So I joined the OWA communications and website committee to be able to help write blog posts, which I know that it's not going to be easy for me, but it's going to get easier in time. And I'm reading leadership books and making it a point to really take some time for myself every day by doing some meditations or recently I've joined an exercise group that I've really enjoyed and never have I thought I'd put the word exercise and enjoy in a sentence together, but I'm really finding it a lot of fun. That's awesome. I loved that you touched on things that you're doing personally, but that, you know, contribute to your overall health and well-being, which I think can make us better leaders in our jobs as well. Right. That was wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of those insights. We are now going to get into a new portion of the podcast that we've been doing for the past few months called the lightning round. It's quickly becoming a fan favorite. So Tracy, do you know how this works? Are you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Let's go. Awesome. Okay. So first question, coffee or tea? Coffee with a lot of creamer. And do you prefer dogs or cats? I love them both. My husband's allergic to cats, so I'm going to go with dogs. What's the next place you want to go on vacation? My dream vacation's Alaska. I think I, I'm going to have to do that soon. Beautiful. What was your very first job? My very first job was working at an ice cream shop, and I loved that job. I got to try all the new treats. <laughs> that sounds delicious. What about the last book you read or your favorite book? Dare to Lead by Brene Brown is a great book, and I've been working on that one, and it's Again, like I said, like enjoy reading all these different leadership books for sure. And dare I ask, do you have a favorite frame you're wearing these days? I love my Tom Fords. I've got a couple pairs right now, but um, I, I love all the new styles and bright colors. I love them all. Okay. And who's your role model, Tracy? And this could be a celebrity, a family member, a colleague. Anyone who really stands out to you? I would definitely say my mom. She's provided me with some guidance and life, those valuable life lessons. She's really passionate, fearless, and had amazing strength. So absolutely my mom, number one. Do you have a favorite quote? My favorite quote, and I share with my team, is individually we are one drop, but together we are an ocean. And I love that expression. Because it, it, it is all, it's not about one person. It's all about us together as a team that makes it all happen. Okay. What's your superpower? 
my superpower, my positivity and outlook on people and life in general. I can't help it. I have a positive spin on everything. I don't know how, but you give me a situation and then somehow I can turn it into something positive. That is such an important life skill, not just in work. What is one last piece of advice you would love to share with our listeners? Continue challenging yourself to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Great advice. And definitely, I think, a theme of our conversation today. And our very last question, where can people find you to connect? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on the OWA and uh, at GPN. Tracy, you've given us such fantastic advice and experience and everybody now should think about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I want to thank everybody for listening to OWA Talks. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can listen to all episodes and read show notes at opticalwomen.com.